um, the people are what make this industry, right? And and when I say that, I don't just mean the the, the wait staff and the people within, within the four walls. I mean the people in our industry, the trade. What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at ovationup.com. Welcome to another edition of Give and Ovation. I am joined today by Mike Merkel, and I'm really excited to have him on because he is the VP of Marketing at Personica, formerly Fishbowl, uh, a best-in-class loyalty and advocacy program. And he has got some crazy marketing chops from all angles of the restaurant industry, former VP of Marketing for Kitchen United, the Habit Burger Grill, advertising manager for Taco Bell. He's also helped launch some really cool products like uh, Honey Frosted Wheaties and Wheaties Raisin Bran. <laughs> Uh, also the former VP of restaurant insights and analytics at level up. And, uh, don't let this guy's good looks fool you. This cat is bringing over 30 years of experience to this podcast. So Mike, it's where the gray comes in. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I just shaved my beard. Um, Mike, first of all, tell me a little bit about, uh, Personica and a little about the rebranding for people who might not have heard. Absolutely. Um, I came to Personica last year. I have a little bit of a history with the former company Fishbowl, uh, as I had worked there in 2017 and 2018. So this is a bit of a return for me. But um, a little over a year ago, Personica rebranded from Fishbowl, um, wanting to get more into the idea of personalization. Uh, Fishbowl, as you may or may not know, uh, started about 20 years ago with Scott Shaw, a restaurateur, wanting to help restaurants and was the first company to really launch email for restaurants in the industry and um, has built a platform that's just grown over the years. We now represent over 48,000 restaurants. We send over 9 billion messages, text messages, uh, push notifications each year uh, wow. on behalf of our clients out to, uh, out to their guests. And um, at a certain point, and we all felt it, right? Technology kind of came crashing down on the restaurant industry, uh, maybe a little later than in some industries, but, um, but it's here. Uh, yep. That's why you're here. That's why Personica is around, right? And um, uh, Personica wanted to really focus more on the guest personalization aspect of it, thus the name Personica, and what that means to engaging with and communicating with guests outside the four walls of the restaurant. So anything from an email communication to a mobile app that pushes you notifications to a rewards program that stays in touch with you as you continue to spend, or even as a surprise and delight mechanism, which we can talk about, um, and and beyond. So um, it's been an exciting change for us. We're still trying to build that awareness, and that kind of sits in my department for marketing. Um, It's been great to be out to trade shows and, and really help people understand that Personica used to be Fishbowl, and here we are. We're the same great company, but um, with some new bells and whistles to take to market. Awesome. And, and really like a new, fresh perspective, it feels like. Whereas Fishbowl, I feel like when I thought of Fishbowl, I thought of email marketing. Personica is really a suite of tools, and you guys are bringing in some top talent to help develop that and develop the automations and, and really help uh, build that out. Now, before we dive too far into that, w- one thing I did want to ask is, because you've been involved in some cool campaigns, um, working with Wheaties, working with Michael Jordan and <laughs> stuff like that. But one campaign that specifically you worked with that was very successful at the time was the Taco Bell Chihuahua campaign. 
Yo quiero. Uh, yo quiero Taco Bell. How did that come to be? Because you were working, well, you you were working at Taco Bell at the time, correct? So you were an agency side because you've been agency, you've been brand, and now you're the technology side of things. But at that time, you were at Taco Bell, right? I was. I came from the agency world. Um, the, the, the short story is that when I was on the agency side, the clients would always tell you what to do. And so I wanted to become a client and to tell the agency what to do. <laughs> so I went back and got my master's and then got hired at Taco Bell so I could be the client. Um, but no, I, I had the very good fortune of working with an incredibly talented team at Shiat Day. They're the ones who came up with and the idea. What a great, um, what a great agency. Love Shiat Day. But you were Lee also Clow, DDB, which is a great agency. There. Yeah, that was the Wheaties business, right? I mean, I, I am fortunate. I got to meet Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, uh, Terry Bradshaw, a lot of the folks in, uh, on the sports side of the world. So that was cool too. But a different beast, CPG versus restaurant. I've always loved restaurant. Restaurant is, you know, the customer taking care of the customer, retail, being in front of them every day uh, versus CPG. We would do an ad for Wheaties and we would have to call the client and say, is it working? <laughs> have, people, have people bought more Wheaties, you know? Um, and, and it was only one factor of the marketing mix, whereas, um, you know, restaurants and marketing, marketing finds its way into almost all aspects of the restaurant business, whether it's internal branding, uh, uniforms, you know, table tents, and, and just the way that you approach your, your business and guest experience. Right. Cause marketing, you got the product price place promotion and then post-service a lot of times. And I think yep. that um, how do you know going along the lines of, Hey, is it working? How do these, how do our listeners know if marketing is working? What, what <laughs> would you recommend? How do they keep track of that? It's, it's the age old question. Um, one of the things that was really great about the old fishbowl before we became Personica is that fishbowl introduced what at the time was called promotions manager. And now it's become offers on our platform. And what that really did is it integrated with your point of sale system and it allowed restaurants to understand, hey, if I send an email out and that email has a code on it and that code either gets scanned or redeemed at the restaurant level, I know how many emails I sent out. I know how many unique codes went out and I can tell how many codes came back to my restaurant. So there was what we call a closed loop angle to that where you could understand, hey, if I push this many offers out, here's how many people are gonna come back in. Um, now today with rewards, uh, you can measure that as well, right? Every time there's a check-in or a reward is earned, you can see how many time a customer is coming back. And so what a lot of these things have allowed to do because of the presence of technology and data, it's allowed companies like Personica to act more like an e-commerce site or like um, you would see uh, you know, uh, uh, in many other places, the airlines, for example, or hotels, where every time you're engaging, that's a behavior. And the restaurant companies are analyzing that data, looking at that, trying to determine who you are, how often you come in, what do you spend, uh, how, you know, what types of items do you purchase? Are you purchasing you know, for a family? Um, and then what that really allows to do, and this is where the Personica platform really excels, is it allows you to segment based off of that data. So we can have right. our clients segment their data and say, hey, if we know that this customer comes in you know, at night and they have a much higher average check, well, maybe they've got kids or maybe you know, they're buying for a family or they're just doing you know, the Netflix and chill and they do it once uh -huh. a week. Well, then let's try to tie into that from a messaging standpoint. What I've always learned from the inside out in this restaurant business, which I love, is that it's about taking care of the guests and it's about understanding what their needs are. So we all have been to the restaurant where, you know, everybody knows your name or where uh -huh. they just treat you special, right? We want to be able to empower our clients through mass emails 
to be able to create more personalized experiences with their guests. And segmentation is the way to do that. So the more you know about your guests, the more you can tailor them uh, messages about, hey, we saw that you ordered a salad. You know, have you tried our new salad? Or, you know, as you dig down even deeper, you know, are you a vegan or a vegetarian? Or are you, you know, a meat lover? Or what, what types of, you know, buying behavior do you exhibit? Um, and if you come in only for dinner, can we bounce you to lunch? Or what can we do to increase frequency? Because you are now able to start measuring lifetime value, LTV, which has been you know, such a huge uh, KPI in almost all other industries. Now it's becoming a much more uh, important metric in the restaurant industry. And I think that personalization is so critical because that's what makes you feel special. And I think that there's... Um, there's a lot that technology can do and needs to do. I also feel like, especially in hospitality, there's a certain amount of human touch that still needs to be involved. But the nice thing about what you're talking about is let's let's put the human touch with the segmentation, right? Let's have humans create these offers, create some of the messaging, and then have technology help us know uh, how to segment, who to slice and dice it to, and make it... Um, make it to them because the more personal you get, it's like a magnet. The, the weaker the magnet, the more you're trying to attract everyone with one message, the, right. the, the weaker it is, the stronger the message, you know, that magnet is, a, is attracting a very specific audience, but that will attract them very strongly. Right. And so that, that's the thing is like when you get segment, it basically allows you the power of having multiple magnets as opposed to before where you just put it out there in social media, like, hey, we have burgers, right? Well, hey, we have the best vegan burgers in Cincinnati. Like that is going to attract the right people at the right time. Right. And one of the things that brands sometimes struggle with is uh, they want to get impressions. They want to send one email blast out to the entire database. And if you've got, you know, 100,000 people in your database, hey, boss, I've just sent out a message and we've reached 100,000 people. Right. But that message is not going to be fully relevant to all 100,000 of those people. Exactly. So what we're really talking about with personalization, when you when it comes down to an end of the day, how am I helping my business? Yes, you're creating a more engaging relationship with your customers, which is wonderful. But in terms of the bottom line, you're actually doing that in a way that's going to increase guest frequency, increase guest spend, and uh, increase brand affinity. So you're going to hopefully be creating more loyal customers with the way you're communicating. And, and I say loyal in quotes because that's become a bit of a loaded term in the restaurant industry. Everyone yeah. wants to talk loyalty. Well, it started because a typical earn and burn loyalty points program was a way to get data. It was a way to get that transactional data, get someone to do something for the restaurant brand so that you could capture their data and learn from it. But you don't have to just rely on the rewards part of that loyalty program. That's just one piece, right? Just creating an ongoing messaging campaign. We have something we launched in our platform just a few months ago called Journeys. And so we can help you automate uh, the journey with trigger messages and a little bit of automation, depending on certain triggers or behaviors that a customer exhibits. So um, it starts when you register for the email program, welcome to our program, but then it has points where different emails or messaging is triggered based off of what a customer does. If they visited, if they purchased a certain product, if they haven't visited in a certain period of time, and you can really guide them through that journey. What we also find is that, you know, you're going to find customers who who 
maybe don't want to be communicated to as often. Um, and you don't have to do that. Maybe there's a customer who really loves you. And if you send them an email every other day, then that's okay. Um, so it, it, it's a lot of A-B testing and learning. Um, but once you start to know your customer base, the way that, you know, a good, a good uh, restaurant manager knows his or her customer base, then you can be more attentive to their wants and needs and, and more personal. Now you've mentioned LTV, brand affinity, loyalty, uh, loyalty in quotes, I should say. <laughs> and this is a conversation we had. Um, we've had this conversation a couple times because we've hung out at trade shows. We've done yep. cool calls together. Um, what is loyalty? Like, how, how would you define loyalty in today's environment? We're not talking punch card loyalty here. We're talking, what, do, what does loyalty mean to you? I think it is a different definition within the restaurant industry. You know, think about the Wheaties analogy. What's going to make you loyal to Wheaties? Well, maybe you love Michael Jordan back in the day, and you're just going to say, Mom, buy me that Wheaties box because Michael's on it, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of an association that Wheaties bought into because it became the sports brand and Michael delivered on that. Um, I think in the restaurant industry, loyalty is all about giving the customer a great experience. You know, you and I talked about guest experience, and I think that's really what it is. You People go out to restaurants more for the experience almost than they do for the food. COVID's changed that quite a bit with takeout and delivery, but it's still about the, you know, food is a visceral thing. It, 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 it's, you know, innate in us back in the days, you know, when we couldn't even hardly walk or speak. Um, and so there's an emotional connection to that. How can a restaurant deliver on that? And I think that the best restaurants understand how to deliver guest um, satisfaction within the four walls, and that can become the basis for loyalty. So then what I try to do as a marketer is bottle that, figure out how to then message against it and disseminate that outside of the four walls. And so a lot of the tactics that I would recommend to our clients or others are just tactics that go up against that. So in today's day and age, when we're seeing food costs go up, labor costs go up, um, staffing issues at restaurant, um, you know, if someone comes into your restaurant, you know, it doesn't even have to be through our platform on Personica, hand them, hand them something that says, thank you for your business. And maybe it's even got the signatures of a few of the employees on there or something that's, that's really just, you know, grateful for the fact that even during these tough times, these customers are coming in. And I think that'll go a long way to creating a positive experience for those customers so that they will kind of share in, you know, what's happening within our world right now. And, um, you know, you could even give them a bounce back saying next time, bring a friend and, and we'll give you one entree free. Or, you know, there, there's a whole range of ways of doing that where it doesn't just have to be, well, let's just send out more emails this week. Yeah. Right. Well, and I mean, I think- maybe you send the email blast and maybe it has an offer. Maybe the offer is more compelling now because you know, it's harder to get people in. Yeah. But for those who come in, make sure to take care of them. Totally. Because, you know, our mission at Ovation is to enable businesses to measure, build and maintain trust with their guests. And when it comes down to it, that trust, that's, that's what, in in my opinion, is what really creates that loyalty. When I can trust that I'm going to have an experience that I am expecting to have when I go to your establishment. And why did I stop going to a very large brand that should not be named? Well, because the chicken quality started to decrease. And every time I went, 
uh, you know, one out of every four or five times I got a really bad piece of chicken. And so I stopped going because I lost trust. Yep. And that was something where I, w- I was going at one point, I was going two, three times a week. And so I think that it's, it, that's when it, it really kind of hit me that the flavor is great. The service is important, but more importantly, is that that trust where those expectations are met. I'm not going to a Ruth's Chris expecting a McDonald's experience. I'm not going to a McDonald's expecting a Ruth's Chris experience, but you set the expectations and then meet them and, and make it right when you don't. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's a dollar or if it's a thousand dollars, you know, you need to, you need to make sure that you're um, meeting those guest expectations and that you're setting them properly. I think there's a lot of times where people try to, you know, overshoot their shot. Like, you know, I, when I would walk into a party when I was single, I didn't go around looking for the tens. Why? Because like, I'm not a 10, you know what I mean? Like I'm shooting my oh, don't shot. Kid yourself, you know I mean? Zach. Oh, I, I mean, look, I'm, I've never been accused of being humble, but I mean, like, you know, call it a decent seven, but I'll tell you what, I was the best darn seven in that room, Mike. <laughs> so I, I think that's important that you, that you know who you are, you communicate that. And that you make sure that you're, you're engaging to, to maintain that trust. And I think part of that trust, like you're saying, is that personalization, is making sure you're setting the right expectations for them. And the more specific those expectations, the more specific I feel you're catering to my needs, the more likely I am to come back and, and give it another shot. Absolutely. I think you just kind of nailed the thing that is one of the biggest challenges in the restaurant industry, but that at, at a certain level feels very simple, right? Take care of the customer. I mean, it really boils down to taking care of the customer. And you have to do that from a service-oriented mindset. And so if, you're, if your approach is, you know, think about it, the old grandmother who wants to feed you and wants you to be happy, they want you to enjoy their food and eat more, have another helping, you know, I mean, it's that type of attitude that you really have to see. And, you know, we're, we're talking about um, an industry now that is just suffering because of the, all the increased costs, but all of the negative environments and staffing issues that are being created out there. So the first step is as a business owner operator, take care of your employees, make sure they're doing well, Mm -hmm. make sure they're well tended to. It's a human business. The restaurant industry is a human business. Take care of your people, empower them to take care of the customer, your guests, and do what's right. Um, You know, I've worked for a number of restaurant companies and integrity always seems to pop up on that list of corporate values, right? And everybody defines it a little differently, but it's doing the right thing, no matter if it's a tough decision or not, you know, do what's right, especially for your customer and your employee. So summarizing this, this topic, what do you think is the most important aspect of guest experience nowadays? Um, I'll, I'll sum it up in a word. It's, it's a broad word, but I I think it's about redefining what value means to a customer, right? Uh, We all know we're in COVID right now. We all know that with this new variant that, you know, all of a sudden things are getting, you know, shut down again, or, or things aren't as busy, or we're back to the masks everywhere, whatever your situation may be. But we all still want to go out. We all love the restaurants. We all love the experience. But to your point earlier, you know, with Ruth's Chris and McDonald's, I think our expectations have changed. We know that it's yes. not going to be that same 
full restaurant, everybody's buzzing, everybody's, you know, the electricity's in the air, but we still want to enjoy it. So what does that mean? Maybe it means, you know, more on table touches or, or if you're a QSR, maybe it means, you know, a, a little thank you note in the takeout bag or, or mm-hmm. whatever that is to just show that, you know, you're, you understand what's going on in this world and you're happy that people are engaging with you and you're happy to engage with them. So I think that puts the value metric of this time in a different perspective because, you know, a lot of times in in restaurant companies need to do this just in order to stay afloat, you know, value becomes equated with price, but price Mm -hmm. is just one half of the equation, right? The value is what goes into the other half of the equation. So if you can increase your value, then, you know, even if your prices are increasing, hopefully you've still got a, uh, a nice balance where your customers are appreciating what they're getting for the money that they're spending. And I'll, I'll just finish by saying that, you know, I've been personally, my wife and I, to a number of restaurants where we live over the course of the last month or two, and we've seen cost reductions in food, whether it's the portion size or whether it's the quality of product. We've seen increases in pricing. We've seen, you know, um, restaurants shut off their uh, delivery channel because they're overwhelmed or understaffed. And, you know, we've, we've had orders through um, delivery apps um, 45 minutes later go dark because they just can't get fulfilled because the restaurant's overwhelmed. So it's easy as a customer to get frustrated and say, you know, you're not delivering on your part of the bargain here. But, you know, I think on the other side of that coin, you have to look at the restaurants that do deliver and and say, look, there's still a lot more positive going on than negative. And, um, And kind of going back to, you know, the old saying, we'll all get through this together, right? I mean, if, if you want your local restaurants to succeed and, and thrive, then you got to keep keep being there with for them and with them. Totally. And and what are some successful things that you've seen or tried lately? You know, um, we've done some things like, um, you know, I was talking about earlier, trying to uh, segment customers so that you understand who's coming within a particular period of time, um, maybe giving them, you know, an opportunity with uh, if they're part of our rewards program for a double points, you know, doing things like that, where, you know, hey, thanks for coming in, you know, get double points on your next visit, or, or we're going to reward you with double points on this visit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, um, you know, what I mentioned earlier is this idea of saying, hey, um, you know, come in and bring a friend and we'll give you one entree off um, trying to create more of an opportunity to, to get larger parties out uh, you know, just, just trying to motivate, motivate and incentivize the guests to, to give you a shot. Um, I worked for a brand one time where um, they prided themselves so much on customer service and the experience within the four walls that they really wanted me as a marketer to just drive in new customers because they felt like if you drive in a new customer, we're going to give them such a great experience that they're going to not only want to come back, but they're going to tell other people about it. And so, you know, do those types of things, right? Double down on the staff that's there, empower them, uh, make sure that they're, you know, happy to be there, that everything is a positive experience and that you're rewarding them. Um, You know, one of the things I'll say about Personica is that, if you are working with uh, a lot of our smaller brands come from email platforms like MR Constant Contact or MailChimp or you know platforms like that that are really just self-serve off the shelf, 
we have over 300 years between our employees of restaurant experience. Um, I think I add a good chunk of that, but um, <laughs> we, um, we have a tremendous amount of restaurant experience and we're here to help, right? So as much as we make our email platform as bold and robust as it is and as powerful as it is, we also have people to help you with that. So um, we're a bit of a hybrid where, uh, you know, if you want to just use the menu, pl- the email platform, you can do that. If you want us to assist you and help you with ideas, we, we stand by to do that as well. And because we work with so many people, we have a lot of ideas. Love that. Now, lastly, who deserves an ovation in the restaurant industry today? Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's there's a few folks and um, there are people that I either admire from what they're doing or maybe I'm envious of to a certain extent. Um, <laughs> the, the one I admire, I'll tell you, is Michael Lastoria, the, the CEO oh, yeah. of Ann Pizza. Um, he's cool. out there. You know, I met him a while back before he, he kind of blew up, if it were. Uh, and um, he um, comes from an agency background. And, and I appreciate that with my background as well. So he understands that it's about um, the brand. It's about per being purpose driven. It's about, you know, I don't know if you know the story behind Ann Pizza, but the Ann, the ampersand, Ann Pizza, uh-huh. he made that name specifically because pizza is the and. The, the real part is the brand, the culture, the business, right? Uh, and pizza is just the adjunct, right? They sell interesting. pizza. But, you know, they have people that get the and pizza tattoos. They, they're just a strong brand that does great. So I, I, I really encourage you to follow him on Twitter and kind of pay attention to what they're up to. They're a brand that I think is doing things. And, you know, he's advocating for higher wages and he's mm-hmm. been able to grow while paying employees higher wages and uh, still remain profitable. So great, great story there. Uh, another one I'll throw out there is... Um, a gentleman friend of mine uh, by the name of Atul Sood. And Atul works for Kitchen United. And that guy's the hardest working guy on the restaurant tool. Wait, are you he kidding me? Every show. Did, 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 you, did you talk to him today? No, no. I, I, I literally, I, he, that is he so funny. me all the time. I am literally recording his podcast in one hour. That's great. That is so funny. I hope he gives me a shout out. But uh, (laughs) Atul is the hardest working man. He is the nicest guy. And and, uh, the reason why I'm giving him a shout out is because, uh, and you're great at this too, Zach, but um, the people are what make this industry, right? And and when I say that, I don't just mean the the, the wait staff and the people within within the four walls. I mean the people in our industry, the trade, right? And um, Atul is such a great networker. He's introduced me to so many people. Um, so many great people. There's so many wonderful people that work in and around the restaurant business, whether it's in the tech space or otherwise, that um, he definitely deserves a shout out as well. Awesome. Well, Mike, how do people find you, follow you? Yeah, um, it's not really about me. My name's real easy to spell, M-I-R-K-I-L. So you Google that and I'm pretty much the only Mike Merkel in the world. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I encourage you to go to personica.com, check out our website. Although I will give you a, a little bit of a peek behind the uh, curtain in that we are going to be updating the website in the next couple of months. We've got some exciting stuff on the forefront for personica.com where we're going to start initiating more um, outbound communications in terms of newsletters, um, educational pieces not only to our existing clients, but to clients that are just interested in learning more about email marketing. We, um, we really helped onboard clients and work with them to get integrated with online ordering and do all the things that were necessary during COVID. But hopefully coming out of COVID, knock on wood, um, we'll be able to now help clients and prospective clients learn more about how to message and how to manage in this new future. Well, Mike, for giving us a spoonful of the breakfast of marketing champions, today's ovation <laughs> goes to you. Thanks for joining us on Give Innovation, Mike. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Great to be here.
Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to OvationUp.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.